Hi, this is Pastor Bobby Andy. I'm going to ask you a question. What if there's those days when you don't have a Bible with you, a verse with you, but yet you need to have a scripture to stand on for a problem you have just faced? You can carry your Bible with you, and that is called your memory. Forget not all his benefits. The Word of God is so powerful in communion. The Bible tells us, do this in remembrance of me. Oh, the power of the memory is so important. We're going to talk about it today. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello, welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm gonna talk about kind of an un unknown thing in the Word of God, although we, when we see it, we you know see it as there, but to just pull out one word from the Word of God is the word remember. It's, a, it's really tied to your soul, a part of the soul, the thinking part of you, your memory, but also it's attached to your faith. And we're gonna talk about how that is so important today. What if you don't have a Bible around? Do you have to actually take it right off the page and, and, and stand on it? Or is it possible to even remember a passage of scripture and stand on it? Because listen, it's not the printed word that's important. It's your memory of it, how it's stored inside of you. And when your soul starts to get built up in the things of God, that's so important. What I'm offering for you is the CD called Shaping Your Destiny. And this one has on it the lesson on remembering. So again, this is very important, a key issue in the Christian life. In fact, you're gonna be surprised how many times the word remember or forget not is gonna be mentioned in the word of God. Because again, both of them coming from a different direction one telling you what to do, one telling you what not to do. Don't forget all of God's blessings and all of God's benefits. Well, for those of you watching for the first time today, I'm a Bible teacher and I teach the word of God. But the thing of it is, is I was a pastor for 33 years. Before that, for four years, I was a Bible school teacher. Before that time, I was a Sunday school teacher. Knew from the time I was a junior at Oklahoma State University that I was going to be a minister. And a teacher specifically never thought I'd be a pastor of a church, but for 33 years I pastored and I told those people the first Sunday I ever taught, I'm gonna treat you like Bible school students. I mean, you're gonna come in here, you are gonna leave smarter than when you came in. So if you're expecting me to run around, jump up and down, scream and yell and preach at you, I said, this is the wrong church for you, go find yourself that church. In this, I'm gonna take the word of God, open it up and show you what God has to say. And you're gonna be blessed. You're gonna walk away from here again, like I said, smarter than when you came in. You know what that means about this broadcast you're watching now? You're gonna be a little smarter by the time you end this broadcast and have more to fall back on for your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Open to Psalm 103 while you're turning there. Again, if you're watching for the first time, we welcome you. And uh, for those of you who've been watching for some time, thanks for coming back. You might be gluttons for punishment. I don't really know. But for those of you that are really hooked on this program and you've been watching for some time and tell me in letters and evaluations and things like that about how great this broadcast is, that it's changed your life and now there's a more solid foundation for your life. Well, thank you so much. Many of you have become a partner with me. And so I'd like to just stress the fact if you'd like to become a partner with me, go to bobbyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you too can become a partner with me. Thanks ahead of time for doing that. And uh, together, you and I, along with my faith in God and trust in Him, He supplies the faith, He supplies the answers, you supply the finances so this can all get done. And what a team we make. 
Thank you so much. Psalm 103, look at verses one and two, and hear a psalm of blessing and praise to God. David says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Notice this where it comes from. This is your soul. The blessings toward God and praise and worship emanate from your soul, empowered by what's inside of you. What's that? Let's go on. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not simply says, remember all of its benefits. You know, I think it's important that you chronicle things, that you that you have a ledger, and that when things happen, you maybe put it in the front of your Bible or just something you carry your notebook around with you when you go to church and put it in the front there and just date it right beside it. God did this for me and put the date on it because there's times you're gonna go back and go, oh my, I forgot about that. Well, really you didn't. It's stored inside of you. And many times you can just pull that out and see what a great blessing God did or else in a time of great stress, he'll bring it back to your remembrance. But again, this is the important part of remembering all of his benefits. That way you don't have to carry your Bible with you all day long in your hand. You've got it up here. You can remember those wonderful things and attached to a promise is a great thing God did. There's a testimony attached to that promise. There's a testimony attached to that memory. So again, your memory is part of your soul. It's part of the growth of the Christian life. Remember when you got born again, what got turned on inside of you and made brand new was your spirit. Old things passed away, all things become new. But day by day after that, you are to reinforce that by the building up of your mind, the renewing of your mind. This is chapter 12 of the book of Romans. And it's part of the maturing process. You don't mature in your spirit. It's full grown from the moment you get born again. Perfect in Christ cannot be added to, will not be subtracted from. It is perfect. But what you need to change from that time on is to exchange the mind of Bill or Ruth, whatever your name is, or Bob to get rid of the mind of Bob and have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ centers daily on the thoughts. And this is where your real strength comes from. When you get to tame that mind of yours, and especially that memory, and use it so it's part of your soul, but next of all, it's part of your faith. In other words, you don't have to pull out your Bible and start looking for promises, although that's important and you can do that. But the point of it is, is if you remember something like a, a miracle God did for you in the past, you can remember, I remember the verse I stood on, it was such and such, you start to remember it. You may not be able to fully remember it word for word, but God's not looking for a word to word memory of it or a word by word memory of it. He is looking for the fact that you remember the scripture and the thought that was with it so that you can fall back on that. Because I can tell you, you may not have your Bible with you in your hand, but when a problem comes along, you can first of all remember, oh, he's done this for me before. And you know what? I thought this was bad, but I think that other was even worse than this one. And God brought me through it. It's kind of like if God can bring you through the Red Sea, now that you, he's done that, you can cross this river you're coming to because the major things have happened in your life that God has brought you through, that's part of your memory. When your memory is filled with promises, it can bring great faith to trust in God today. When filled with memories of God's blessings, it can bring great hope that God can and God will do it again, provide again, and basically remind you that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of which I am part of. Psalm 145 verse 7 says this, they will utterly 
remember your great goodness and will sing of your righteousness. Notice remembering what God did in the past brings singing for what he's gonna do in the future. Singing is part of that faith. It's coming out of you in songs and you start to sing of the goodness of God and now you start to get visions and hopes for what's about to happen to you right now. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse one says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Learning the word of God when you're young is so important. I remember that when I was in a, a class at the at our church, they made us memorize the books of the Bible. My first thought is, why? Why do I have to memorize the books of the Bible? So they would test us each week we came back. And within a month, they want us to be able to stand in front of all those in the, in our, in our little class and recite the Old Testament. Then we come back later and we recite the New Testament. Now I remember looking at it, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, went over it and over it and over it again. But you know what? I don't have to have my Bible now to remember where those books are. In fact, when I have my Bible in front of me, I can flip over to a certain section because I know where that book is I'm looking for, what book comes before it, what book comes after it, and I don't always have to go to the opening of my Bible and find out the list of the books there, how important that is. And again, Ecclesiastes 12.1, the closing of the book of Ecclesiastes, after 11 chapters of failure, as Solomon is, remember how I tried this and it didn't work and it was all ended up being vanity and vexation of spirit and the sun comes up, the sun goes down, the waves come in, the waves go out. Life is nothing but a series of repetitions, boring things in life. Without God, life is boring with him, it's exciting. And he goes back to it and says, you know what? I knew the Lord in my youth. I followed him in my youth. Somewhere along the line, I left that all behind, decided to look for my own way. And toward the end of his life, he says, Ecclesiastes 12.1, again, remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. And the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. He said, I am living that right now. I have no pleasure in my old age. In fact, Ecclesiastes 12 is a depressing look at being old. I'm old, but you know what? I'm not depressed in it. I love what I'm doing because why? Since the days of my youth, I have learned the word of God, stood on it, become a teacher of it. And now I am, my life is just more complete than ever before. So it's good to begin to remember God's goodness and faithfulness from a young age. It will help you through difficulties in older age. It's inevitable that problems will come. Why? Because the world is filled with it. God even guarantees problems will come, but he also guarantees answers against those. God doesn't bring your terrible times to you. No, that's three sources, the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's the three sources of difficulty that come to you in this lifetime, and God's not the one that does it. Would you put your kids in a car wreck? Then why would God do that to you? But I can tell you what, in this world, you might come into a car wreck, but God has a plan for you. Stick with it. If you're hurt, he'll heal you. He'll bring you out on the other side. If there's lawsuits against you, you can bring it out on the other side and work it out. What God is simply saying, it's inevitable that trouble will come. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, not the afflictions of the sinners. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you out of them all. Developing a habit of remembering God's word over the years will bring answers today, no matter how bad things are. Having your mind stayed on the person of Jesus Christ assures success in every problem and every temptation of life. You know what? I think I'll say that again. Having your mind stayed 
on the person of Jesus Christ and stayed on the promises of God assures success in every problem and through every temptation of life. Some form of remembrance brings us back to the beginning of his benefits for us, his work for us on the cross. When we come back from the break, I'm gonna take up some separate times in our life where we don't think about it often, but it's all done in a memory. It's all done for our memory, to jog our memory, to help us remember things. I was going uh, through Tulsa one day, and before the Lord uh, called me to pastor, I was a teacher at Rama Bible Training Center. My wife and I were driving through Tulsa and we drove across a bridge and underneath that bridge was the, is the street called Memorial. It's a major street in the city of Tulsa. And this crossed Memorial, the moment I was in the middle of that the bridge that, and halfway across Memorial, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're gonna pastor the church you've been attending. And I mean, I just, I am? And when I got home, I looked at my wife and I said, the Lord spoke to me uh, you know, on a bridge as I was coming across it and said, I'm a pastor of the church. She said, I've known it for about a month. She said, I've just been waiting for you to hear it and we can talk about it. That was amazing to me. In fact, it came back to me later. The name of the street was Memorial. We get the word memorial from the word memory. And, it's, and, and I'll never forget every time I drive across that bridge, I remember that date and that moment when that happened. And it was my assurance in the midst of troubles and trials as a pastor, people complaining, uh, lawsuits coming against us, all these different things, God assured me, I put you here. And if I put you here, I'll keep you here. If I keep you here, I'll take care of you while you're here. And he did. It's good to have those memories to look back to. It's good to have those memorials in life where you can look at those and go, but God placed me here. I know he placed me here. And yet sometimes we can go back and find a scripture that is part of that memorial, but other times the Holy Spirit can just show us things and it lines right up with the word of God. I suddenly understood why God spoke to me back at Oklahoma State University and placed that call on my life. It was in preparation for this. Even the four years I taught at school was preparation for what I was about to do right now. Forget not all his benefits. See you right after the break. This exciting five-part teaching series from Bobby Indian will inspire and encourage you to complete the call that God has on your life by showing you important keys to your own spiritual growth. You will learn that God has given each one of us the power to frame our own world and you will come to understand the incredible value of studying the Word of God. Next, you will see the keys to guidance in your life as well as the importance of wisdom and good sense in your daily walk. Lastly, you will see how the power of remembering what God has done in the past brings victory to you when trials come your way. Begin shaping your destiny today. To order Shaping Your Destiny, visit our website at bobyandian.com. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without the Word of God, our lives would be unstable and without direction. There would be no hope for believers or, for that matter, the entire world. In this seven-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian emphasizes and explains the vital necessity of the Word of God in the life of every believer. Sermon titles include A More Sure Word of Prophecy, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's reputation, the wisdom of God's Word, the merchandise of wisdom, wisdom, riches, and honor, and Jesus, 
our wisdom. To order Importance of the Word, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Some form of remembrances bring us back to the beginning of his benefits for us. Let's take a look at the work of the cross. What Jesus did on the cross for us is incredible, but we need to remember from time to time where this all began. And it began not with us accepting Jesus, it began with Jesus accepting us in heaven, knowing that there was gonna come a day we were confronted with the gospel and we would say yes to it. And for that reason, he went to the cross. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, what a great verse, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. We are the joy that was set before him. He stayed on the cross because when he looked out there, he didn't see the snows, the soldiers, all those only. He saw you and I years from now, centuries from now, accepting him as Lord and Savior. And that brought such joy to him that he went to the cross, suffered on the cross, died on the cross and was raised from the dead. But we need to also go back and also remember what he did for us on the cross. And one of those great things we have is communion. The Bible says, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. I love that. That really the purpose of communion is to jog your memory and help you remember the fact I didn't save myself. I didn't redeem myself. You may be going through trials and troubles at the time of communion, but it brings you back to the point. I'm not responsible for my life. Jesus is responsible for my life. I'm only responsible to remember the fact he did that and stand in faith on his word. And that word may be not directly from the Bible, but something you have stored inside of you in your memory. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 22, verses 19 and 20. And here we have the power of communion. And here it says in verse 19, he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. The bread speaks of our healing. The body of Jesus Christ, by his stripes, we were healed. The blood or the uh, the communion uh, wine itself or grape juice itself speaks of remission of sins. It was by his blood we have remission of sins, but by the stripes on his body that we are healed. That's why there's two elements in communion. And the bread here speaks again, first of all, of healing. You say, well, then why don't we take the, the communion cup first? You know, because after all, you know, you get born again, then you can get healed. No, actually, he took the bread first because even sinners can get healed. I mean, that should be part of our uh, witnessing to the world, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. How many times did Jesus heal multitudes and then after it was over said, and because many were healed, said many believed on him. So the bread can actually bring us to the cup. Being healed by the Lord can bring us to the fact that if he did this for me, he can save me. So again, the verse says, and he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which was given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. In fact, in most communion tables I've seen in church growing up and still today quite often, there's a table up front where they lay all the communion elements. If they receive communion every week or every month, whatever it is, it's on a table and on the table is etched into there, 
do this in remembrance of me. So we do it because of why? We remember what Jesus did on the cross. Remember the verse we started out with? Forget not all of his benefits. First Corinthians chapter 11 tells us again the importance of remembering what God did for us. First Corinthians chapter 11, this is the Corinthian church who abused the communion. In fact, they took it and made a meal out of it and after a while started getting drunk on the communion wine. This is not what God wanted. He did not want it to be a party. This is not a party. The cross was not a party. The resurrection was a party, but not the cross. The cross was the worst time for God himself, Jesus Christ, the toughest time they went through. In fact, we're told in the word of God, when God created the universe, he used his fingers. When God created the earth, he did it with his handiwork. But when it took to raising Jesus Christ from the dead, who has believed us and who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord is what God used to resurrect Jesus from the dead, and it took all of God's power to do it. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, reflecting back on the work of Jesus on the cross in death, burial, and resurrection in verse 23 and verse 24, it says, for I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So Paul brings us back here to the same thing that Jesus said. And Paul was not present at that time. He knew it by the direction of the Holy Spirit. So importantly, it's the bread and the juice does not have the power. It's the act of remembrance of what Jesus did for us on his death. You know, you can find out from a sermon, Jesus died for you. And you can find out from a sermon, he was raised from the dead for you. You can find out the work of his body. That can be, again, brought out in the sermon. And the work of his blood, that can be brought out in the sermon. That doesn't make you healed. It's receiving it. And what this is saying is even later on, what can bring healing to you is if you remember what the Lord has done for you. In that verse again, that verse brings out the fact that they can be healed. The communion ritual can bring salvation to a person. If a person sees and understands what's going on, they can't say that little cup of uh, communion wine is what saved me. They can't say that little cup of communion saved me, nor can they say the bread saved me. No, they have to look at it and realize what it did and by faith in it can save me. So the communion ritual can bring salvation to a person and the communion ritual can also bring healing to a believer or to an unbeliever too. But what does it have to be? It has to be the fact you remember what Jesus did and through that remembrance, you now put faith in what you see in front of you that Jesus Jesus died for me and Jesus gave his blood for me. It's not the water of baptism that cleanses us, but puts us in a place of remembrance of what Jesus did for us in his death, his burial and resurrection, and now taking us with him into heaven. That's going to happen soon. It all comes back to remembering what Jesus did on the cross. When we pray for people, and it says in James chapter five and verse 14, to anoint them with oil in the church, it comes back to this. It's not the oil that heals. It's the prayer of faith. He doesn't say the oil will heal you. He says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So it's the prayer of faith which saves the sick. It's the Lord that raises them up, but it's our simple faith in that that brings it to pass. And the Bible says, bring before the elders of the church, let them lay hands on him and the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. What is faith based on? Remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross, in his death, his burial, and in his resurrection. A command to remember helps us keep from making money our wealth 
and an idol replacing the true God. I love this verse of scripture, Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18, a promise that was written and a, and a warning that was given to Israel is also for us today. And in Deuteronomy 8, 18, the Lord is saying, before you ever get into the land, I want you to do something. Set in front of you a memorial. And I want you to remember the Lord your God, who's always given you things, who's always provided these things for you. And when you get to the promised land, I don't want you to think that it's your strength that did it. No, in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says this, you shall remember the Lord your God. He says, stop when you get there and remember what God's done for you. Did you bring bread in the desert? Absolutely not. Did you provide all this gold and silver that you left from Egypt? No, the Egyptians gave it to you. God arranged that whole thing to where when you left, they just dumped their riches on you and said, get out of here. We'll pay you to get out of here. And they basically gave them 400 years of back wages and they took it with them into the desert. And that's what they used to build the tabernacle. All the gold and the silver and the different uh, uh, fabrics they had, they took from Egypt were all used in there to make these things. And he says, but now when you get to the promised land and you see so much food and so much wealth around you, don't look at yourself and say, well, look what I did. No, it's God. You shall remember the Lord your God for it's he who gives you power to get wealth. For those of you that think you're so smart on the job, God gave you the smarts. God gave you the job. God gave you the strength to get up and the health to get there every single day to God be the glory, not you. For he is the one who gives you power to get wealth and remember him that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. What's the highest form of using your money? What's the highest value? And what's the highest thing God has esteemed that you use your money for? It's the power to get wealth so his covenant can be spread. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your life can be a living testimony, a memorial to those coming after you. You become a living reputation for good or bad. And after you're gone, the memory of you can help people to walk with God. Proverbs 10, 7, the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Philippians 1, verses 3 and 4. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with joy. Oh, this is the wonderful things that we have. Not only can the word bring remembrance, but miracles that have happened and the people that help and are responsible for it, they agreed with us in prayer. They stood with us. Uh, many people who heard from God and brought food to us when we didn't even know who did it. And God's the one who provided. Second Peter chapter one, verses 12 and 13 says this, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Yes, I think it's right as long as I'm in this body to stir you up by reminding you. Ministers out there that are watching this broadcast, you know what? We often think we gotta find new things and find new things and find new things to preach on. And yet it's important to go back and teach something you've taught before to remind people, because you know what? They they forgot it. And on top of that, there's many that say, oh, you've taught this before. But as they start to list, they say, well, you never taught that before. And you say, yeah, I did. You just forgot about it. It's important to jog your memory. Remembering the word brings security to you as a believer during the best times of blessing and the worst times of persecution. 
Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes and I will not forget your word. Wow, what a great testimony David gave us in Psalm 119. Down into verse 93 there, it says, I will never forget your precepts for by them you have given me life. Verse 109, my life is continually in the hand of God and I do not forget your law. Verse 141, I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. People think I'm small. People despise me, but you know what? You think I'm the greatest thing on earth. If I would have been the only one that would have received Jesus, you would have died for me. So throughout the word of God, again, we have that importance of memories, memorials that were set up in the word of God before they crossed the uh, Jordan River to go across. As soon as it parted and they got halfway through, they set up an altar of stones. And so that way, when there came times when the water wasn't there and there was famine in the land and the water was low, they could see those stones back there and it reminded them of what God brought them out of and what God brought them into. Forget not all of his benefits. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.